Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 14. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand your plan for the church, and that we would embrace your idea, and that we would want to be a part, and that we would be encouraged by this. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Acts chapter 14. Now it happened that in Iconium they entered together into the synagogue of the Jews, and spoke in such a way that a large number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews, who were disobedient, stirred up and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against the brothers. So they stayed there for a considerable time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who testified to the message of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be performed through their hands. But the population of the city was divided, and some were with the Jews, and some were with the apostles. So when an inclination took place on the part of both the Gentiles and the Jews, together with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the Lyconian cities, Lystra and Derbe and the surrounding region, and they were continuing to proclaim the good news. And in Lystra a certain man was sitting powerless in his feet, lame from birth, who had never walked. This man listened while Paul was speaking. Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he leaped up and began walking. And when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices in the Lyconian language, saying, The gods have become like men and have come down to us. And they began calling Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, because he was the principal speaker. And the priest of the temple of Zeus, that was just outside the city, brought bulls and garlands to the gates, and was wanting to offer sacrifice along with the crowds. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard about it, they tore their clothing and rushed out into the crowd, shouting and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men with the same nature as you, proclaiming the good news that you should turn from these worthless things to the living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all the things that are in them, who in generations that are past permitted all the nations to go their own ways. And yet he did not leave himself without witness by doing good, giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying you with food and your hearts with gladness. And although they said these things only with difficulty, did they dissuade the crowds from offering sacrifice to them. But Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium, and when they had won over the crowds and stoned Paul, they dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples surrounded him, he got up and went into the city. And on the next day he departed with Barnabas for Derby. And after they had proclaimed the good news in that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying, Through many persecutions it is necessary for us to enter into the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, after praying with fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia, and after they proclaimed the message in Perga, they went down to Italia, and from there they sailed away to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work that they had completed. And when they arrived and called the church together, they reported all that God had done with them. 
and that he had opened a door of faith for the Gentiles. And they stayed no little time with the disciples. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. At the end of chapter 13, we had Paul and Barnabas preaching at Pisidian Antioch and getting a good reception at first, but then the Jews turned against them and ran them out. So they go to Iconium in this chapter, and the cycle repeats. They first go to the synagogue and get a good reception, but then the Jews turn against them and try to mistreat them. So they move on to Lystra. Lystra apparently doesn't have a large Jewish population because it appears that Paul preaches to the Gentiles first. In each city, typically, they start in the synagogue, but here they seem to be preaching in public. Paul heals a man who was lame from birth. Everyone is amazed and start calling Paul and Barnabas Greek gods and want to sacrifice to them. Paul and Barnabas are barely able to stop the crowd from sacrificing to them. I read that they had a local story about the gods Zeus and Hermes visiting a town in the area in disguise and then destroying the town because they didn't receive Zeus and Hermes kindly. So perhaps that is why they were so quick to want to sacrifice to them and suggested those names. But how quickly people turn. Some Jews show up from Antioch and Iconium and convince the crowd that Paul is bad, so they stone Paul to death. At least, they thought he was dead. Paul gets up and walks back into the city. Luke doesn't specifically say it was a miracle, but it seems hard to believe it wasn't. Paul and Barnabas head down the road the next day to Derby, but at least there were some converts in Lystra before they left. We don't get any specific stories from Derby, but Luke just says that they made many disciples there. Then Paul and Barnabas returned through the cities where they had started churches, and they appointed elders in each church. They said, Through many persecutions it is necessary for us to enter into the kingdom of God. I'm sure that had a lot of meaning after seeing Paul stoned to death. They don't revisit the island of Cyprus at this time, but just head back to Antioch of Syria, where they had started the journey, and they report everything about their trip. And now for a deeper dive. It seems clear from the book of Acts that God intended for his people to be part of a group of believers in their area, to be part of a church, or we might say a member of a church. And God planned for leadership in each church. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders. Paul will later give some qualifications to Timothy and Titus to use for picking elders to appoint. What are the elders supposed to be doing? Peter describes the work in 1 Peter 5. Therefore I, your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a sharer of the glory that is to be revealed, exhort the elders among you. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not by compulsion, but willingly in accordance with God, and not greedily, but eagerly, and not as lording it over those who are under your care, but being examples for the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. In the same way, younger men be subject to the elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Peter calls this work shepherding. Or we can also use the term pastor, which means the same as shepherd. Often today, there is only one man called the pastor in a church, but in the Bible it is always more than one. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders in each church. He says that young men should be subject to the elders, 
And that brings us back to the idea that we should be part of a church. How can we be subject to elders if we aren't regularly meeting with a group of Christians? The problem is that we can be like foolish sheep, and we need the teaching and leading that elders in a local church can provide. What do you think about God's plan for taking care of us? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.